I think sometimes when we hear the word manipulation, we hear about manipulation happening, we can often think it's kind of an idea that it's out there. I don't do it, right? It's something or that other say, people do to us or that we or witness, we, but we don't do it ourselves. Or we say, he is so manipulative. My spouse is so manipulative, right? It's <laughs> never very, us owning it for ourselves. Yeah, and as we've uh, studied manipulation for this episode, but also for, uh, for past kind of things that we've done, I'm always amazed at how we can subtly manipulate each other. In, yeah. in in our own marriage. Mm-hmm. And we don't even a lot of times know we're doing it. I'd say I would argue that we don't. I don't know. Ever if, like, really he know tells what we're doing. I'm using a manipulation tactic and I'm like, Very good you know at pointing what? them out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just stop. So there's actually so today we're talking about 10 common manipulation tactics that married couples used, uh, people in relationships that use these on one another, and they oftentimes don't even realize it. So we're hoping that this will be an elucidating episode for you and it could help make your marriage even more healthy. So we'll see you on the other side. So I never told you about this. And this you'd love when I start a sentence with that. <laughs> Always my favorite. I had a dream the other night. Did I tell you about my dream? I don't know. Probably not, because if you're this <laughs> funny about it. Then... I had a dream that you and I were at some sort of like camp experience. Mm-hmm. And it was some sort of relationship building thing. And every there were couples, and every couple had to get up and sing some song from Les Mis. <laughs> in front of everyone else. So I let and, you solo it. And do right? you ever have a dream where, like, you're, I'm your favorite song? <laughs> do you ever have a dream where you're you're saying yes to something that you're like in, in the back of your mind? You're like, why am I agreeing to do this? This is insane. But it was like normal, and we were supposed to do this. Yeah. And we're up on stage. No Everybody's waiting for us, and yeah. I'm fumbling around on Spotify for the background track, and I can't even remember the name of this. I can't type it for the life of me. Because you're so nervous. Because it's like I didn't know what Blay Miz song should be sing as a duo. <laughs> I don't know. It was a nightmare. It was a literal nightmare. Woke up sweating. Cold sweats. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking about that now in the manipulation episode. But yeah, as I was reading on manipulation. Did you feel manipulated in the dream somehow? Yeah, I felt like you were at fault. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. I, mean, I manipulated myself. I, I manipulated bamboozled myself, myself. In my dreams. Uh, as I was reading up on manipulation tactics, I kind of felt subtexted in some ways. Like I felt oh. like, oh, they're, they're reading our mail. And there's a few I think that you're going to get a, a kick out of based on some of our last uh, <laughs> recent struggles we've had over the last year or so. So let's just dive into it. Uh, but first, we have to bring your attention to this awesome shirt that Selena is wearing. Yes. If you are watching this, you can see it. It says Woman by Design. If you're listening to it, uh, you can't see it. You got to watch the YouTube video so you can see it. Yeah, it's awesome. But you can go check it out. Not just shirts. There's these awesome sweatshirts. Mm, super comfy. Yeah, and I can't like, wear them. Like really comfy. But the whole reason for these well, shirts. that's the whole reason why you don't wear them. <laughs> exactly. We just we uh, we did an episode called Woman by Design last week, introducing these shirts and introducing kind of pushing back on this cultural narrative that people seem to be very confused. <laughs> About what a woman is. And we we don't mean to be in your face with it, but we also don't want to shy back from any sort of truth. So the goal of this sh- this, this shirt and these sweatshirts is not to, um, we hope to start conversations. We hope yes. to encourage women by saying, listen, you have a place and it is a place that is designed by God and to own it. And it's to a say, beautiful place. A beautiful thing being Thriving, a it's a fruitful, know, it's a wonderful, <laughs> amazing place anyway, to be. And yeah. God is good in his design and he is perfect and there's purpose in it. And Amen. to share the truth and not shy away from it is one of the most loving things we can do. So Amen. I'm just so leave go it there. to womanbydesign.us and you can find out more information there. There's also Girl by Design because we have three daughters. And so we thought, you know what? They're not women yet, but they're girls. They love That's wearing beautiful. the shirt. They, they asked, rock those shirts. Yeah. Emmy was like, is that the Girl by Design shirt? <laughs> I was like, yeah. how do you know? 
Okay, yes, yeah. yes. So those are going to be different. So good. Ways to get those and bundle those up together on the site. So go to womanbydesign.us. Okay, so manipulation, the top 10 manipulation tactics couples use. First, before we talk about those, what is manipulation? Hmm. What is it? Okay, so I have this definition. Went to the interwebs for this. This is what the interwebs said. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know if I, I trust internet, that. <laughs> <laughs> WebMD, <laughs> namely. And, uh, you know, you'll find a lot of these definitions. I thought this one was fairly helpful. And it says this, emotional manipulation occurs when a manipulative person seeks power over someone else and employs dishonest or exploitive strategies to gain it. Unlike people in healthy relationships, which demonstrate reciprocity and cooperation, an emotional manipulator looks to use control or even victimize someone else. Mm. And so the intro makes a little more sense now because it's like, do we consciously try to use control and victimize each other in a loving marriage i think we justify it and use put other terms to make it not sound like those <laughs> things in our minds but yes right. we and do the, and there are degrees of these things like right. i'm not trying to use you to like for your financial gain <laughs> jokes sugar, on him sugar mama over here <laughs> jokes on him <laughs> or i'm not trying to like con like victimize you yeah. because there's just some ins it's just like but we can do degrees of these things to one another yes um and so from a biblical perspective, how mm. should we view manipulation? That's the psychological WebMD version of it. Uh, from a biblical perspective, at its core, and this comes from Got Questions, they said this. Do you want to read that, Sil? Sure. Uh, at its core, manipulation is a type of lying. When someone speaks falsely for the purpose of deception, he or she is being manipulative mm. because to deceive is to manipulate someone into thinking or behaving a certain way. So all the Bible's prohibitions against lying can be applied to manipulation. Lying is a dreadful sin. It's one mm. of the abominations. Of the yeah, world. absolutely. Uh, and actually, I want to go back to the proverb. Um, actually, Matthew ten sixteen. it says, Jesus, I think, said this. He says, Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, mm -hmm. so be wise as serpents, innocent as doves. Mm -hmm. So here's the idea behind that. Be shrewd as snakes. Don't be taken advantage of as, as a believer, as someone who's being sent out on behalf of the gospel. Mm -hmm. But, but be also innocent as doves. Mm. And so when we, when we say manipulation is a lying tactic, we yeah. call it what it is, we want to speak very forthrightly. We want to not have any lying ways in us. Be charitable to one another. Be generous in our love toward one another right. in marriage. Pure in our motivations. I want to be as innocent as a dove. Right. And and as far as the being shrewd as a snake or wise as a serpent, I'm not constantly like Hedging maneuvering. Hedging your bets I am. There's an innocence Because I always just, win anyways. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> that's not a hill I'm willing to die on. <laughs> um, as part of the innocent as doves piece, I'm trusting you right. to love me well. Right. Right. And so I'm not constantly maneuvering like, you know, to be shrewd. Right. But I think there are um, some marriage relationships that deal with that, that there's a right. manipulation is real. And both he, like the wife yeah. would say, yes, he's manipulative. And he would say, yes, I am manipulative. Like yeah. there are those those they're just ingrained so deeply into the the life of the marriage that uh, their their daily just existence is hedging their bets and trying to like get the most from each other for each other, right? Like it's not yeah. an actual covenantal love. Yeah, and in a Christian, speaking of covenantal love, in a Christian context, there's a unique opportunity for manipulation. It's this category of spiritual manipulation mm -hmm. where God said, God said that we need to, you know, like God said we need to have more kids. Hmm. Like what do you say to that? God told me we need to have more kids. And what if your spouse is not at peace with that particular revelation from mm -hmm. God? It's Did God turn you into an oracle? Did he turn you right. into a prophet? 
so that, that's one way to, to, to do it. Or you take the Bible out of context. Yeah. And we see this in terms like submission, right. um, head of household, like the authoritative stances right. uh, that are directly in opposition, I think, to what the Lord is saying. Yeah. Or or a wife could take that passage, the wives submit to your husbands, right. as a excuse by which to enable sinful behavior. Right. And that's a form, in a way, of spiritual deceit. Mm. And you're saying, Bible just says I gotta submit to my husband. Yeah, but the Bible also says your husband shouldn't be doing what he's doing, right. whatever he's doing. Right. Whether he's not being a, a holy head of the household or whether he's actively sinning. So there's a way that this, you know, we can manipulate the words of Scripture to mm. our nefarious ends. Um, and all of this, of, co- of course, is usually on, and on a subconscious level. You, it's it's a way for us to gain power. Mm-hmm. It's a way for us to gain control hmm. or influence. Um, Which are all the things the enemy tempted Eve with in, gar- right. in the garden in Genesis 3. Yeah. You could be like God. Well, what are some attributes of God? He's all powerful. He is all control. He is in control of everything. Right. He is all knowing. Well, and you see gaslighting is like the first manipulation tactic that happens. Did God really say that? I think you heard him wrong. I think you heard him. You should question oh, yourself. You don't really, Eve, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Did God you really say that? Bad about Listen, he's even. just holding out on you, man. <laughs> like that's gaslighting. We'll talk about that in a little bit more detail later in a few minutes. But yeah, it's this idea that you're de- make, you make the other person doubt themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, let's just get right into it. So that's what manipulation is from a biblical lens. Manipulation is lying. Uh, how, how does it actually work itself out in a marriage? And then after that, we'll talk through kind of how to uproot it. Yeah. If it's in there. So what's number one? This one is I don't know. You need to, you did a little more research on this. So I'll let you do number one. I can do number two. <laughs> and by the way, uh, as we read through these, these are all very common in like cult tactics. So this might sound off, but a cult is just basically anything that's an offshoot of Christianity that is Having has its own kind of source of divine knowledge, has its own source of authority, and they'll use this to to control their members. Yeah, yeah. And so when you're being recruited for a cult, <laughs> or you're being uh, coerced or manipulated, manipulated, to stay in it, <laughs> clearly manipulation tactic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so these will all kind of resonate in that way too. Okay. Uh, love bombing is the first one. Okay, and that's when they they give you intense and persistent attention and affection to quickly create emotional interest. Independence. Mm, so they bomb you with love. They're yeah. like, oh man. Well, I'm thinking about you know if I if I uh, if I'm really insecure and I just want to have my wife like kind of under my spell, like I'm gonna love bomb you, and it could be genuine, it could be disingenuous. What's not genuine is the motive. Okay. Like I could really love you, but if I'm doing it as a way to affirm myself to get what I want from you. Oh yeah. That's that's when it becomes manipulation. Um, and this is another one. It's kind of a subcategory of love bombing. And it's being accommodating d- now in this moment just to get something that I want from you later. Mm. <laughs> Kids do this clear as day when they're all just like, I'll give you this if I can have that later. Yeah. It's bargaining by some other name. Yeah. Right. And so it's this consequently is one of the most common manipulation tactics just among people is that you will butter someone up so that you can get something out of them later. Right. Um, and it's kind of under this guise of reciprocity or that I'm, I just love you. I just love you so much. Don't you love me back? Don't you love me? This is how you can love me. If you, you gotta, love me by if you gotta ask, <laughs> <laughs> that's a question. Yeah. Okay. So that's number one, love bombing. The second, uh, top manipulation tactic is guilt. Mm. So I'll just read what this, uh, says. People feel guilty when they don't live up to the expectations of people who are important to them. 
If you know what makes your partner feel bad about him or herself and use that knowledge to get you what you need, you are using emotional blackmail. Oh, man. I do that all the time. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, like I, I know that you want really badly to to show to, to show me your love, right? And the way you you do that is that you will... I don't know. But how do you show me that you love me? Like you will go make you food. Right. Okay. So it's really important <laughs> for you to, to show to me that you love me be, by the food that you make. And if I know that and I say, and I start like, like kind of kicking around the food on my plate, it's like, nah, eh, it's okay. I don't really like it. Kind of feel like, kind of feel like <laughs> you didn't like I'm, I'm heaping on guilt. He's always grateful. That's why I laugh. Cause I will just throw something together. And oh he's yeah. It's just like, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> he's so loved. It's totally not burned. Totally not burned. If you haven't heard our fight about him <laughs> asking me to cook better, basically, you should check that out. I don't. I know didn't what that's ask on. that. I didn't. That's not how you're. Number three, <laughs> gaslighting. <laughs> you were remembering it wrong. Uh, okay, so gaslighting is when someone dismisses what you're saying yeah. and they make you doubt and question yourself. Yes, it's an emotionally uh, abusive yeah. uh, strategy that yeah. um, it just questions everything about the person. Like you're questioning like their feelings, their thoughts, like mm-hmm. how could you feel this like this? Like you've been thinking about this and like yeah. are you insane? Just those types of comments of yeah. yeah, that should be a clear sign of gaslighting and yeah, or they will say like I, I joked about it the whole uh a Michael Scott reference you are remembering it wrong. <laughs> um they'll try to convince you that what you're remembering is false. Yeah. And so this one's tricky because a lot of times the person doing this they may not they be may, aware, they right? May have, convince themselves of a different narrative yeah and that's a lot of pathological liars are so good at lying because they believe in the lies they're telling they were actually happening and they believe that they're being truthful Uh, and so they they will try to a gaslighter will try to convince you of their version of the events is true and the one that you remember is false and how could you remember it by the way because you're you're kind of crazy you shouldn't yeah well how could you remember it that way so i'm always making you doubt yourself so that you're you're under my thumb you're you're i control you never Never okay, that's the third one. Only Martyr. under his head, Chip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the internet's going to love this. <laughs> Martyrdom is the fourth one. So uh, if so, this is the idea that I'm, I'm somehow um, giving so much to you on a regular basis that I'm building up an emotional credit balance, right? And it should make, it should make you then feel obligated uh, when the time comes and I want something, they have to pay me back. So it's a bit like bartering or buttering up. Yeah, but it's a little bit of a slower burn. Okay. Yeah, so I am always kind of taking one for the team. And then Uh, when it's time, like if something like say I wanted to, I don't ride motorcycles, but if I said, hey, I want to get this motorcycle and it's not a good decision for us, but uh, basically. You know, I took one for the team. I did this in the past. Right. Have I done that? I feel like I've never done that. He brings you bring up. You are remembering it wrong. (laughs) You bring up things in the past. You're like, you know, I've been filming like this for like five years. And I'm like, what? You never even mentioned it. I don't remember that. (laughs) I've taken on this for, we'll have to discuss this later, I guess. You're using generalities. (laughs) That's another one. (laughs) See, didn't make the list though. You, number five. Selena goes deep tracks. Using, (laughs) I have to. (laughs) Using others to sell your idea. Yeah, another word for this is triangulation. So like, uh, again, we'll go back to the, uh, maybe this is a bad example, but I think we need to have more kids, okay? And by the way, I talked to my buddy and he also thinks it's a good idea. (laughs) So now you're not just wrong, I'm sorry. wrong according to him too. I'm sorry. Or your buddy. Should... <laughs> no <laughs> say in our. It's true. That's a bad example. Uh, 
I think uh, maybe your buddy thinks I should make better dinners. No, okay. So we we had a, a guy's night proposed. We were not doing it. I haven't told you about it, but they wanted to go see <laughs> Top Gun the movie without the, me. The new. That's why I didn't sit. Thank tell you about you. it. It's a non-starter. That's Thank what I told you. Them. And I got some flack, but you know, I took one for the team. Okay. As you should. <laughs> and you gonna, are the husband. The those boy. Credits boy later. <laughs> the man goes down. The girl goes free. <laughs> to watch Top Gun. I, yeah, yeah, and so the uh, and so I could say, you know what, they're all going. Like they all said, it's a great idea, and they, they're all their wives are saying it's fine. Yeah. And so now and I'm, I'm using that as you. a manipulation <laughs> tactic, a triangulation. Right. Okay. Because uh, you know now you're not just against me; you're against everyone else who happens to agree with me. Which, by the way, it's a self. I've selected that demographic very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> That's manipulating. Okay, uh, number six. What's this one? Sam? Overreacting to get your partner to feel badly about his or her emotions. Creating drama. You are so drama. I'm so drama, <laughs> yes. Creating drama is a He's typical not. way to get your partner to back down if he or she dislikes scenes. Like that time that you wanted the candy at the grocery aisle and I said no and you started throwing a tantrum. <laughs> you're remembering it wrong. That and was just, our two-year-old. <laughs> and I said, fine, just we'll get it. Because you're overreacting. Don't you feel badly about my emotions? No, but I think that's, I think that it comes in the phrases of, well, I guess then you just should always be like this or, you know, you yeah. just kind of those flippant remarks of, of, well, you, I guess that's just the way it's going to be because you always blah, 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 whatever. The always and never should be a real like, okay. That's another one. That's yeah. that's another one of the overreacting, at least to me, I All think. All right, Selena, I want you to read this one. Of course you do. I'm not <laughs> prepped on these guys. I am following along the seat of my this pants right now. I, I was chuckling while I was Presenting gonna... something as a gift for your partner when it was really something you <laughs> wanted. <laughs> you do that. No, I do not. Some of his when gifts did this happen are recently? questionable. When did this happen recently? Should we talk about Mother's Day? Should we talk about my birthday? <laughs> what did I get you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you forget so quickly. <laughs> That's a gift. The Lord has blessed oh my me goodness. with forgetfulness. If you're not aware, this is how we got our family dog named Charlie. <laughs> Even though I specifically told you not to get a dog, but he didn't know that he didn't want. That That's a he classic one. <laughs> gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. I've convinced myself of this truth, therefore it is now true. Scenario. <laughs> our family needs this, and it's for you. You're gonna love it. You just don't know it yet. Anyway, the dog's incredible. God is good. <laughs> but that was. Funny. Um. Okay, so number eight. We don't need to laugh too much about these. We just try to keep it light because some of these can get really um, deep and, and hurtful, I think, as well. Yeah, and if but. I'm honest, it's a little awkward sometimes here sitting in this chair. Yes. So, okay, so passive aggressive behavior is number eight. Uh, so that's agreeing with your partner's request in the moment to avoid disappointing or upsetting them, hmm. but somehow never getting around to what you agreed to. That's passive aggressive. It's like you just placate in the moment and then behind the scenes, do what you want. Yeah. Isn't that where God tells us to, when I make our yeses yeah. mean yes and our no mean no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number nine. This one's hilarious. <laughs> Padding a request. Padding a request to ensure what you really want will be granted. So this strategy requires that you purposefully ask for much more than you know you will get, knowing that your partner will offer less, which is what you really only wanted. You do that. When do I do that? Not this? with me. Sorry. I'm sorry. Not with me. Okay, but when, when he's negotiating. and Yeah, it's a negotiation tactic. The problem is, is it's not supposed to happen in a marriage. In your marriage, yes. <laughs> when you're buying cars, yes. Or when you're buying yeah. a house or any sort of like you can negotiate some pricing on things, yes. Right. But, so like if you, I'll say if a, a wife says she wants to buy this new pair of jeans or whatever and the jeans are like $100 and she knows that her husband won't go for it, then she, instead she might go for like a $200 pair of jeans. 
that I really want these jeans. And he says, no. And then she says, okay, how about these hundred dollar ones? And he's like, that's better than 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And all the while she knew what she was doing. Yeah. So the motive matters here. Motive matters. Um, yeah. So it, it's better to have an honest conversation about stuff like that and just say, yeah. I know you're not going for this. How Is can I make it work? Can swing it? Because it gives an opportunity, I think, for the spouse also mm-hmm. to be generous, right? Mm-hmm. It gives the spouse an opportunity to uh, process through whatever the struggle is instead of, again, one person gaining control, one person um, getting all of all of what they want and desire. Because, again, that's going to just breed bitterness and disconnect and discontentment as yeah. well. Yeah. This Number is the last 10. One. Very, very common. You'll know exactly what it is. The silent treatment. So they may ignore you or cease talking to you as a form of emotional punishment. That's what I feel like you do, but I don't think you do it on purpose. I, but when you're well, I in a funk. I definitely get quiet when we're yes, fighting. Yes. And then because I'm I like, don't know what to say. Well, that's funny because I'm like, he's punishing me. <laughs> I, that, and that's why I try to say, we talked about this on the parenting side, by the way. Funny enough. I try to say to you, I'm not trying to make this miserable. I just don't know how to get out of it right now. Yes. But it still feels miserable. <laughs> well, that's your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway that was a manipulation tactic i don't know which one but it was it felt like it <laughs> it's hard people it's hard and it's that's why I, I, this topic always makes me laugh because it's just these little covert foxes work their way into your garden they do and they start eating all your goods well and we need to ask the lord to help us see those things right yeah. we need to ask the holy spirit to give us clarity give us eyes to see when our motivations are impure uh, and we need to be humble and repentant. I mean, what else, what other response can we have as Christians? We are called to repent and believe. We are called to humility. Yeah. Why? Because we've already been justified in Christ. Our identity is already secure in Christ. So me winning something out of him is not going to make me a better Christian or a better person. Mm-hmm. It's actually going to probably lower me in terms of, not lower me, because that that disqualifies everything I just said. <laughs> but it, it's going to take root in my heart and start producing Mm. fruit that I, that God does not, is not God honoring, is not God glorifying. Good. Good. So as believers, we we know that manipulation is a lie. How do we find our way out of it? Right. If it's, if it's become kind of the currency that our marriage is predicated on, Hmm. uh, honest conversations. Like first off, you have to identify A, that it's happening. B, that it's wrong. C, that you can grow through it. You can grow out of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can fight it. And, and the way we fight it is through scripture. So let's look at Ephesians 4.25. It says, each of you must put off falsehood. Mm-hmm. Put off falsehood. Speak truthfully to your neighbor. Your first neighbor is your wife, your husband, by the way. For we are all members of one body. So mm-hmm. that's totally calibrating in the fact in the fact that we are not only neighbors, we're spouses in a covenantal union, mm-hmm. but we're also members of the same body of Christ. Mm. And how would our head, Christ, like it? Yeah. If there's infighting and in manipulation happening among its members, right. his members. I would also argue Galatians 5 and it being a fruit of the spirit of self-control because we can very easily mm. exercise these manipulation tactics as a means of gaining control for ourselves and not actually having ourselves under control. Right. Right. So how to move forward, again, just to recap, is find clarity in speech and your listening. In other words, uh, know what manipulation tactics are at work in your marriage. Talk about them. Find clarity in that. Mm-hmm. Work through those, through how you talk to one another, how you listen to your spouse. Yeah, being charitable with one and another. And be introspective. Yeah. Um, we will talk about charity at some point and charity in your communication. Mm-hmm. I think I think I, I'd like to do an episode on gaslighting entirely because gaslighting is so prominent, uh, uh, pre- prevalent these days, there's the word. Um, but be honest with one another, have clarity around it. 
um, grab some scriptures on truth telling. Yeah. And put those somewhere where you're going to see them every day. And just have, you know, if you want to get really practical, I would say just schedule some time over the next three three weeks, over the next two to three weeks, where you're going to check in. Mm. How's, how have we been doing at this? I know we talked about manipulation being something that we struggle with. Have I gotten better? Have mm. I... I've been conscious of it, but maybe I'm doing it. And just have those conversations. I think over time you'll realize and you'll be able to see the manipulation coming. Your radar will right. be. Well, and there's always motivation for and reasons why yeah. we manipulate, right? There's probably hurt and brokenness and a type of self-preservation that we feel like we need to mm. engage in, we need to live in. And so, uh, again, there's a reliance on God. There's this understanding of our identity and who we are. And so if we're struggling with that, then we need to peel back those layers, right? Peel back those layers. Okay, why am I manipulating my spouse? Or why are they saying that I'm doing this and I apparently am doing this? Why? What is in my heart, Lord? And ask God to help you to understand what those motivations are and how um, he can help remedy and heal you of that and bring your union closer. Yeah. More intimate. The first step there is recognizing that you are not perfect. Yeah. That you too are a sinner that you too are prone to wanting to put people under your control because there's something deep inside of us that feels insecure we need to grasp for control until we look to christ we realize Mm -hmm. that he is the rightful king he's the rightful perfect king and he has called us into relationship with him so none of this would be possible none of this awareness none of this sanctification this fixing would be possible unless the holy spirit were at work in us unless christ were resurrected which he was and because of him, we have new life. So if you don't know what that means to be a Christian, to follow Jesus, we set up a website for you. It's thenewsisgood.com. Check that out. It gives you some really clear uh, kind of thinking around what it means to follow Christ and some steps down that path. We would love to call you brother, sister in Christ, Mm -hmm. and we invite you into that. Not only that, but also into the life that Christ offers, this abundant life that translates into your marriage. Excuse Mm. me. So with that said, let's pray. Lord, thank you for your truth. Thank you for the call that you've given us to walk in truth. I pray that you would help us do that. Help us be aware of ways that we are not being truthful to mm-hmm. ourselves, ways we're not being truthful to each other, and ways that we're not being truthful to you. I pray that you would um, give us tangible ways to obey you in these areas, to hand over to you whatever insecurities are causing us to act untruthfully toward one another in our marriage. I pray that we would have marriages that are built on you mm-hmm. and built on the foundation of your truth. Pray for the husband and the wife struggling right now with hopelessness, struggling with anxiety around their marriage. They don't know what's going to happen or they don't have any peace. I pray that you would give them peace, help them find a way forward and put people in their lives, show them your word so that they might find a way forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. I want to mention real quick, if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. If it helps you, that would mean a lot to us. Mm -hmm. Leave a rating and review. If you're listening to this on the podcast, Check out womanbydesign.us if you want to see the cool uh, merch drop going on there. We got sweatshirts, t-shirts, kids, little girls, t-shirts, girl by design, all that good stuff. Also, this ministry is supported by the rock, the rocks that are our Patreon, Patreon supporters. So if you want to be a part of that group of people, we would love that. Just go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner, and there's some goodies there to be had. But we ask just one thing. If you do decide to partner, that would be because God is asking you. Um, and no other reason. Um, So with that said, this episode is... In the can. And we'll see you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.